0: What is up, Ocean?
1: Hey, what's good, bro? What's good?
0: <laughs> it's great to have you here, man. Thank you for, for joining us on the show today.
1: Hey, no, man. Thanks for having me. That was a nice intro as well, man. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm working on it, man. I, I've been uh, doing a couple <laughs> of these now, so I'm getting there. Um, but um, yeah, first of all, I want to say um, congratulations, um, because I saw recently that you're, you're featured on this massive billboard in London, man. So big up. Oh, yeah.
1: Cheers, man. Yeah. That was a part of, um, have you heard of the YouTube black voices fund? I actually haven't. Like yeah. The campaign that they were doing. Yeah. So they just selected like a few, um, I guess they were trying to promote like a few more, uh, black YouTube content creators. So they done like a whole campaign and stuff and they put us on a billboard and that's So yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Absolutely, man. I mean, yeah. what can I say about
0: YouTube stuff? It's like on point dude. So, um, Big up and um yeah you just got over three hundred and sixty thousand subscribers on youtube is that right
1: yeah yeah just crossed that milestone maybe this week or last week
0: wow dude what are, like can you uh can you just tell me a little bit about like a bit of that journey like how, how what did it take to get to,
1: the, to that number man it's just been consistently uploading youtube videos for quite a long time maybe in in the grand scheme of things it doesn't seem like that long but it just feels like it's been a long time i've been uploading videos since let's say towards the end of 2017 and yeah just been consistently going at it and then now we're here today yeah
0: that's wild man um was there like a was there a a, a certain video that kind of like got you interested in making videos like what what was the motivation
1: there to be honest yeah i wasn't I wasn't trying to be a YouTuber like I wouldn't say I was comfortable in even being in front of the camera or anything like that but I had been making beats for about a year and a half and I was just sitting on a bunch of beats doing nothing with it and really just having no idea where to start to put myself out there and I started to see like a few YouTube producers at the time start to pop off their videos were going viral and getting a lot of views and I could see there was somewhat of a niche starting to be built and then my younger brother as well, who was heavy into YouTube at the time, used to watch like all the, you know, like the daily vloggers at the time, like Tube and Roman Atwood. And he always was like, you should do it. You should jump on YouTube. But it wasn't until I started to see the niche, um, a few creators like Pat Ryan, Sharp, shout to them. Um, they started uploading beat making videos and tutorials and stuff. And it, it basically just influenced me to do the same. I thought, okay, if these guys can do it, and people are really receptive to it then maybe i think it's time to jump on before it's too late and that's when i just decided to go all in
0: it's it's interesting too because um not only is beat making like how to make beats but just beat videos on youtube have played such a huge role in like many successful records like you know obviously little nas x being probably one of the the most well-known ones um yeah but that whole community there it's uh it's quite a it's a community, like it's a, a very vibrant community, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's the the producer community on YouTube, it just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And it's it's like now there's even one on Twitch. Um Yeah, I really think like the internet is just a great place for, for the producer community.
0: Absolutely. Were you uh were you into SoundCloud? Like, um would would you post your beats on SoundCloud and stuff like that too?
1: Not not really. I think I just missed out on that boat by the time I started to upload on, onto the internet. Um I think that was just like maybe a year before me when SoundCloud was really popping and people were doing tight beats on SoundCloud and, and selling beats through there, but I just I had just missed that boat
0: absolutely i want to give a quick shout out to uh, some of the people that are tuned in right now we got bronx beats we got produced Pro- producer lr ocean gang is in here he said ocean gang or drown hey, my guy <laughs> we got sounds by rolando from vancouver uh mix master g and allen here dd dj daddy rams and dj tlm what up tlm we love tlm um amazing videos also an important youtube person if you're into uh, wanting to learn how to dj big shout out to dj tlm we got art art tricks in here as well. Um shout out, thank you guys for so much for tuning in. Uh we got the Netherlands in the house in the building. Um so yeah, can you tell me a bit about like um what what what's a favorite video that you've made? Like what's something that really spoke to you uh, and maybe got you uh, gave you the bug
1: to make more videos on YouTube. Um do do you mean like a a particular video that inspired me but not that's not my own?
0: One that, that you made specifically that you made and was like, oh, oh yeah, that I made. I'm made. i into this now. Okay. I'm, I'm on board with making content on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd say my favorite video that I did was turning my brother into a rapper in 24 hours because <laughs> it was a big risk. I didn't really. It was more just like I looked at him and I thought you look like a rapper i'm turning you into a rapper even though i'd never have heard him like he he's never come up to me and be like i can spit beat i can spit bars or anything really musical in that way it was just more of i felt like he could be a rapper so i'm gonna do it and somehow i managed to influence him to do it and he pulled it off he actually i think the song came out all right and then to do the music video in the same 24 hour period it was stressful but I really enjoyed the process and I think it came out really well. So that's probably like my favorite video that I've done on the channel. Um, one early that kind of convinced me to keep on going, hmm, that's a tough one because I felt for a long time, I was just uploading videos and nothing was really standing out and really pushing the needle. It was just like one after the other, one after the other, I'll just drop one. I would not even think about it. I've gone on to the next one. I'm like two moves ahead, and fully forgotten about the last one. So it's hard to say which one video kind of was like, okay, yeah, let's keep going. It was kind of just like, I make one, put it to the side, keep going.
0: And, and That's actually a really interesting uh, point you make there because um, you know one of the things I think people get caught up a lot on is, is the numbers, right? And on the data, like yeah. how many views a video gets and they can kind of dwell on that stuff a bit too much, right? Like- um,
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it doesn't help I don't I don't know if you've seen like the YouTube backend when you upload a video but it kind of gives you the rankings so it compares your recent upload to the last 10 that you've uploaded so it's all about numbers in the back end that's kind of showing you and it tells you like oh this video is not performing as well as the last one or this video is doing phenomenal so it kind of messes with your head and makes you think okay I need to really think about the numbers but I think in the early days I I guess numbers are important but it's really just about you need to keep putting yourself out there because quality is subjective as long as you've got good audio and a good screen capture or good video quality the actual quality of the content is subjective so I think you just have to just keep chaining away at the algorithm keep hitting them keep hitting them and that was my approach I was just throwing things on the wall and seeing what stuck and then if there was like a concept or something just keep running with that until something happens you know
0: that that actually uh kind of brings me to another question the next question i wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about specifically are there trends that you're seeing now on youtube good or bad that that you know
1: something that you've observed um in the producer community there's always trends of let's say um let's say for example like jetson maybe jetson made it he drops he's got a song out with the baby and it has a particular bounce then producers will kind of break down okay how to make a jetson type beat or how to get the bounce like jetson made it or how to do how to chop samples like he does or whatever that's kind of a trend that people follow because it's it's relevant in the moment so you probably get good views
2: um I think we might have dropped a little bit
0: there. Um, Ocean, just just hold tight if you're watching. Quick shout out to uh, Thailand we got in here, Bronx Beats. Hopefully um, we'll get our connection with Ocean back. What up, Chico Chi? What up, Mikey D. Castro? Um, hold tight. Get Ocean back here in a second. Let them know. Hey, uh, Kyoto, Arptrix, there in New Zealand. It's great to have you everyone tuned in right now. We got Montreal, Canada up in here. Bonjour. Yeah, let's just hold, hold tight. we get Ocean back here in just a minute. Yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic producer, um, Ocean. I've just uh, we actually just watched his recent video where he um, he was using the Serato Studio sound pack that he just dropped, uh, which he made a dancehall beat on his channel. I don't know if you guys got to catch that. It was super fire. Um, he was talking about having a uh, beat block, um, and I think that's something that we can all relate to if you're a producer. Um, of course, you know, you got to get over that, and I think one of the cool things that he said in his video which was really helpful was just just, just, just put you know, just sit down and make something. Don't overthink it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, candy beats, right? Don't overthink shit. <laughs> so, you know, um, let's see if we can get him back in here. I think we just lost his wife. There we go. All right, we got you back. Thank you, Ocean. Yeah. Sorry about that. I have no idea what happened. There it kind of just dropped off. Hey man, my bad technology this is all the way live this is how we're doing it <laughs> yeah man um so we were just talking about trends you were just uh talking about uh tight beats and i think I can't, I can't remember where we stopped exactly but um you were just talking a bit about uh like current music and how to get the balance of something um do you want to continue on that
1: yeah i think like the a lot with, with the trends with the producer community it's usually let's say an artist just comes out of nowhere and is popping and he has a certain particular style, then you'll see like a bunch of tutorials start to pop up. So for example, like yeah, with the Jetson made it and the, the baby style beats, once that started popping off, then there was a ton of tutorials on that. And then maybe like pop smoke starts popping off. So then a bunch of drill beats and a bunch of drill tutorials start to pop off. So that's kind of like one of the the major trends, I guess in a, um, on YouTube for producers. I think you're muted on my on my side bro I can't hear I anything am. I am I yeah, was just going to about. say um
0: it's maybe not as simple as the answer is good or bad but um are those trends good or or bad in your opinion or is there maybe a, a more constructive way of putting it
1: No I don't think I don't think they're bad at all I think it's uh I, th- I think if anything it 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 can be good because it's it's very relevant to the moment and sometimes it might be hard for let's say a young to, a young producer to figure out Okay, how it's done, and then he sees a he or she sees a tutorial like that, and then they can either maybe copy it, which I guess could be annoying for for the for like Jetson or something like that. People fighting his style, but they could they could watch that, understand the bounce of that, understand how it's done, and then take that and make their own thing from it, so they can be inspired by it as well.
0: Totally, I I've even seen um, Kate Renata he made a couple of tweets recently about a lot of people buying his style. And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great formula, right? Like he has such a, a unique, cool sound that, um, I think yeah. a lot of people do want to like, kind of replicate that, but he's just like, man, why, why don't you just book me? Why don't you yeah. get it? I, I guess it
1: could be so annoying if you as a producer and you just saw like 20 beat tutorials and tight beats on your name, you know, but I guess it means he's doing the right thing, you know, He's, right. that means for sure he's inspiring a ton of people who really love his sound and just, but that's the thing no one will ever be Kei he's the original anyway so
0: I think there's there's a lot to be said about that too I'd love to hear what you think about um, you know finding a, your sound I think that um, you know I think as producers it's very easy to, to latch on I mean my I myself as a producer you know when I was younger I really wanted to be DJ Premier so bad and so I made like mm-hmm. you know hundreds of dj premiere type beats or pete rock beats and then k i've made yeah. a bunch like k beats and um you know tried my hand to try and emulate those things but uh the hardest thing is really finding your own sound and um yeah what's your take on like finding your sound is there anything how would you define like maybe your sound for example
1: i think finding your own sound it's just a it's a, it's a process of experimenting it's trying this, trying that, taking bits from this person and that person, let's say remixing five different producers that you absolutely love and then trying to make your own, that's kind of finding your own style but a lot of people think that to, to find your own style you need to be like 100% original or 100% unique like it's never been done before and I don't always think that, there's a good book I think it might be by an an author called Austin MacLeod or something like that I might be butchering his name but he kind of explains that nothing is like super original everyone is kind of remixing each other's art and making it their own thing no one's really like truly reinventing the wheel it's all been done before everything's been done before but you kind of just put your own spin on it and that's what makes it unique so I kind of have that that perspective now I don't think like to find your own sound everything has to be never been done before but if you do it in your own way then that's that's your own style in a way and in terms of my style to be honest I'm always trying to I'm always figuring it out because I do feel like I make a particular style of drill beat for example but someday I'm very all over the place at the same time some some days I feel like making just nothing but guitar loops and that's a side of my style but then sometimes i just want to make synth loops and that's another i guess side of my production as well so i don't know if you could say like i have a clear-cut style it, it kind of all over the place but i think maybe if you heard like 10 dual beats of my news you, you can say to yourself okay yeah ocean made that
0: that's really cool i i like hearing that too um because yeah i mean myself i i try and do a lot of different things and Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder, is this going to dilute it, you know, like by doing too much uh, or trying yeah. to do different things. But also, I, I really liked how you talked about how there's nothing that is completely original. And I, I think that's not a bad thing, too, um, in the sense that, you know, music is kind of relative, right? You, you want to have a touch point of something that's somewhat familiar to kind of make yeah, it definitely. contextualized in, in the current time
1: yeah 100 percent. i mean if you think about like for example like p diddy and the hits that he made he was taking like 80 samples putting hip-hop drums on it and it's like 80 samples is not you know we've heard it before so that's not original but the fact that he's taken that and putting hip-hop drums behind it he's turned it into something unique which is you know like his style now so i guess that's where it comes from like almost like remixing things you know or even in Kanye West in the in in his early days he had sample he had soul samples from like the 70s then he'd put hard drums on it and that's what makes his style but the actual like we've heard these soul samples before it's just he's remixed it in his own way to come up with his own style
0: that's such a good perspective um and I think you know when you specifically puff daddy like he got a lot a hassle about doing that, yeah right? like that formula that he created, people were very vocal about how they d- if they didn't like it, but um mm-hmm. my friend and I actually uh we we kind of did uh, made something like this recently, and then we were like, this sound has actually aged extremely well, um and it's not it's not bad like you said it's 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 maybe not everyone's taste, and that's totally fine, you know, art is subjective, but yeah. Um, it's, it's really, it's still, a, a it's still something he created. It's still, uh, it still has value. It's still an, an art, a form of art. So that's cool. I'm really glad. It's really good to hear you say that, um, on that, actually, I'm really keen to know, uh, like your take on sampling versus playing melodies and instruments, because similar mm-hmm. to, to what I was saying about, uh, what you were talking about with Puff Daddy, you know, some people can be very critical of
1: producers that, uh, yeah. they say rely on sampling, um,
0: yeah where do you, where, how do you feel about that
1: man I, I honestly think that sampling is is almost like an art form in itself you know it's, it's not easy to do I've, I've tried it myself like many times and it's still something that i think is super challenging to be able to it's almost like what's the word like collaging and putting things together that's it's it's an art form in itself so i i guess i can understand why people be like oh well it's not original you've taken it from somewhere else but at the same time it's like it's not an easy thing to do to make to bring things together and make it sound really good i do sample but i also i like to make my own melodies and i like i enjoy the process of playing instruments so that's just my preferred route to go most of the time or even just use other producers loops but um I do, I do love both, but yeah, I just prefer to make melodies.
0: It's great if you can, right? I mean, if you have the ability and musical uh, knowledge to know how to do that.
1: Yeah. But to be fair, like with all the technology in that, you kind of don't need to. <laughs> you just know like a little bit of the basics, but you can click everything in. You've got plugins that sound amazing. Even if you just press one note, it could sound sick. Like, there's really no rules to anything these days. So, as long as it works, it works, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I I'm, I subscribe to that. And I think that trusting your ear and training your ear, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can get around. I mean, I, I have some musical theory, but, you know, sometimes it can even get in the way, right? If you know
1: Yeah, I've much. I've heard, I've heard producer. I was speaking to a producer recently. He done like a whole master's in composition and, and this kind of stuff and he knows a lot of instruments but he was telling me like he he took about two years to just try and unlearn all the music theory because as good as it is and you understand all that knowledge, sometimes it would just completely get in his way and maybe he hears something that feels good but because his music theory kind of brain is like, well, you can't actually put that together, it's gonna like not work in terms of theory but it doesn't matter as long as it kind of just sounds good. And even that subjective, then do what you want, really.
0: <laughs> it's so true, hey? Um, I, and I also, I've seen, you know, I mean, I think Twitter is a, is a landmine of, of places, I'm um, oh, sorry, a minefield of, of places of different opinions, and sampling mm-hmm. is always up on there for debate. Um, one of the things that I saw that recently that was really interesting, too, was that, um, you know, sampling, when you sample, like, a whole song or a band or, or a composition, and you're chopping it up, you're 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 totally doing something that couldn't be done with you know uh, a band so you're yeah. you're influencing and i think that's uh, that's something i've i've heard Questlove talk about um in a, in our interview i think he mentioned something where he heard J, JD J, Dilla's drums and then he mm-hmm. re reprogrammed like the way he was playing drums to get that feel and 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 um restraint that that those drums he, he he was inspired by Jay Dilla's drums for like, you know, um, what is it Voodoo and 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 records with Soulquarians soul, soul records like that, and I thought that's yeah. really that's beautiful, you know, like it's um, it's giving back to the musicians too.
1: Yeah, for real, man, for sure. Um, quick shout out to
0: a couple of people that are in here. Arptrix did uh, same ingredients, different recipe. We got DJ Ezo, what up? We got Hits Danny, Hits Danny, big fan of Hits Danny. Um, and Alejandro Torbillo, uh, what's up? And Mikey DiCastro with the Emotes. Good to see you in there, homie. Um, so, yeah, talking about um, yeah playing uh, instruments, did you grow up playing instruments?
1: No, not really. I mean, when I was young, let's say like eight years old, I'd done a few piano lessons, but I just really wasn't into it. I just, to me, it, it seemed boring and it seemed more like a chore than anything. So I really never practiced and then when i was let's say like 14 15 i did try to i started to teach myself guitar and bass guitar and i played in a few bands but then let's say as i got older like 17 i I basically had quit music and wasn't playing any instruments so i forgot all my guitar all my bass all my piano and i decided like when i started doing when i started taking music production seriously i would learn at least just the basics of piano again and um I started to teach myself for a while and then I actually got a teacher and I started doing you know, like the grades with the grade book and stuff and I got up to like grade four or grade five but I didn't necessarily feel that my piano playing was getting any better in terms of music production because a lot of it is just you're reading the sheet music and you're just playing like these, these really classical songs I mean whilst it did like help improve maybe my playing technique and stuff it just wasn't helping me with the production side of things, so I stopped up and just tried to, I guess, just play by ear, and then the same with the guitar. I just started to pick up the, tar- the guitar again during lockdown 2020, and yeah, I've just been practicing like almost every day, and yeah, I think I've been improving a lot, and I just want to keep on improving with the guitar because that's I really love playing the guitar. I find it just so fun.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful instrument, eh? is it electric yeah, guitar man. or or acoustic
1: yeah i i practice mainly on the electric
0: what sort of uh without getting too you know geeky but you know what sort of guitar mm-hmm. you, you you like what's your your combo
1: so at the moment um i've got i just got um like a mid tier stra- stratocaster before i was using might be called like a bullet bullet strat or something like that but yeah now i'm using the the like the classic shape of the stratocaster
0: do you just plug straight into an interface or are you you going through like a yeah. pitch lamp?
1: Straight, straight into the interface and then I just practice like that. And then every now and again, I'll pick up the acoustic. It feels, I find, I personally find it just a bit harder to play. Yeah, same. I find it easier on a, on an electric, but every now and again, just for the sound, I'll pick up an acoustic and make samples with that as well.
0: It's uh, it's really interesting, actually, how common and how popular guitar beats are right now. Like at this kind of oh, yeah,
1: um, yeah, they've been popping off. I think a lot of it's it's so crazy that just all of a sudden, most of the hits were just guitar trap beats and guitar beats in general.
0: Yeah, it's wild, right? Like it's it's a yeah. it's like if there's twenty twenty one sound to me in a nutshell, it's like guitar trap beats.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: It's uh, it's cool. I'm totally with it. But it's interesting. Yeah. There's like uh, you were talking about making loops and sampling, and, mm-hmm. and other producers sampling. There's a there's a dude uh, from New Zealand, Aotearoa. Um, big shout out, Seth got got the waves. Um, he's been doing lots of really cool guitar loops. Have yeah, you heard, I've, of
1: I've heard of him? I've heard of, I've heard of him before. Yeah, he, I think he's got like a ton of placements with his guitar loops.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, set that trained off, but. Um, good 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 honor man i mean this is cool i um is that yeah. something that you're interested in doing you did say that you have you've been making loops um and you have your sound pack obviously with serato studio and on your own
1: yeah honestly like this past year a lot of my produ- like I, I haven't made a ton of beats this year but i've made a ton of samples because i've just not only am i just trying to get better at making melodies and comp on composition but I enjoyed the process of making melodies a bit more than making a full beat at the moment. And I just feel like in order to break into the industry, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't want to say easier, but it's more of a, maybe like a low hanging fruit way of getting your foot in the door, just sending out your samples, because then you can spread yourself a lot. You know what I'm trying to say? Like instead of just working with one artist in a in studio session and that taking a whole day's work, I can just knock up some loops, send them out, send them to all these different producers, and hopefully one hits.
0: That's cool. Um, and there's there's a I mean there's a bunch of other cool, um, like kind of services like that too, right? I mean, would you would you send it to a, a service like Splice or, or um, you know, one of the other kind of Loop Masters places like that?
1: Yeah, I, th- there's definitely like a a lane there as well. I haven't done that. I usually just, if I am going to sell my my loops, and I will just sell it straight from my website. But there's such, there's there's so many lanes you can take it, you know.
0: Yeah, there's um, there's a cool story actually to your point about doing that. Um, there's a guy, uh, Frank Dukes, Adam Feeney um, and Kingsway Music Library. Um,
1: yeah, he's are... like he's like the the godfather of all this, really. <laughs> it
0: really is, eh? Yeah. And it's cool because to your to your point, like he's uh, he you know he produced. He got credits on so many big records with Taylor Swift, Rihanna, and, uh, you know, Drake, obviously, and a bunch of other people. So that's really cool. And I I, li- I love how, like, yeah, like you said, you can just create a loop. It's one element of the beat, and then you can send it out. And, and some people do drums really well. That's their, like, lane. I feel mm-hmm. like people like murder Beats or something like that. That's, like, really what they yeah. do. And then you can, yeah, it creates, like, a, a virtual band almost, right?
1: yeah exactly exactly and that your loops it it, it might seem kind of like weird to say but your loops kind of just live forever Do you know what i'm trying to say like once it's out there it's just out there forever your loop pack doesn't die it can just keep on going loads of producers can flip it anything can happen you know
0: i like that take man i think that's really good because i feel like some people are really reserved about giving away a loop, you know, like oh, I'm giving them the idea or whatever, you know, like oh, I should just make the whole beat myself. But I, I think that's your your perspective there is really is quite liberating in a lot of ways of just like yeah, it's
1: yeah, flip it, you know. Yeah, man, I, I, I definitely feel like loops can be timeless because I've got I've got tons of beats on my laptop, but my beats from two thousand and sixteen, two thousand and seventeen sound like it's from 2016 2017 but even if i just take the melody from those beats i could flip it into something that sounds more current and more in line with today's kind of music so i also think that loops can be timeless depending on like how you flip them as well
0: that's awesome yeah i mean drum programming and and bass sounds and things like that constantly evolving with like drill yeah. and things like that um, yeah for sure and
1: those will date your beats really quick right yeah, but our guitar sound is just not gonna die, you know. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. Um, so yeah, actually, speaking of samples and sound sound packs, just want to remind everyone, um, in the chat, um, you can download Oceans Pack with uh, Serato Studio. So if you just type in exclamation point follow in the chat, you'll be able to pull up uh, a link for that. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your process for making that pack in particular? Like, what were your what were you trying to do with the Serato Sound Pack that you did?
1: Yeah, um, honestly, my my process is kind of simple. I usually just, for that pack, a lot of the times I'll just sit like where I'm sitting now, just bring out a guitar, just play around, try and find like a chord progression and just build the sample layer by layer. So I find a chord progression. Okay, that sounds cool. Maybe just fix it up a little bit in Logic, maybe just slap some effects on it. Then I'll start adding loads and loads of different layers then i just arrange it out into a loop and then for the drums i was trying to go for really usable sounds in different genres so for example we've got uh we've got i think two different drill kits in there or three three different drill kits in there and all the sounds are just meant to be super usable for drill beats uh two trap ones and i think three boom bap ones as well and just yeah just very very usable sounds
0: oh oops i was muted sorry and you've also done uh your own plugin um you've made uh the elements plugin um that should also yeah, be yeah. in the in the chat if you type in the exclamation point and follow it should pull up i think i just put it in there um t- can you tell me about like the the concept behind the, that plugin and, and like uh what you were trying to achieve with that
1: yeah for sure so when i was using my old laptop i had the habit of just whacking like tons of different plugins onto onto my um onto my track but with my old laptop it just couldn't really process it too much It would just start moving mad moving slow and everything so i just thought to myself why can't i just take you know the most used sound the most used plugins the most used effects and just put them all in one place so it doesn't one bug out my computer but then also i don't have to put up like loads of different reverbs and then filters and all this I can just have it in one space and just tweak it tweak it really quick and then move on so that's what I was thinking when I'd done the plugin and then I also just liked the concept of having elements you know like the water the air the the wind and the fire I just felt like it could be a cool design and a cool concept so I just kind of just put it all together really
0: absolutely um, it, took, it took
1: it took it took quite a while to come to come together it took about a year from idea to finish but yeah no i think it came out good i got a developer to help me do it he he done all like the coding and stuff i designed the interface and then put it together
0: that's awesome yeah because i was going to ask like that the, the the way of coding a plugin i i mean i don't know how i know i work for serato but i don't know how to make plugins that must yeah. be quite a journey in itself right
1: yeah, see, I was I was thinking, oh, maybe I can, you know, put some code together and make it work. And I started looking at the tutorials, and I was like, nah, this is a completely different <laughs> world. Let's get an expert to do this.
0: Absolutely, that's cool. And and you know, I mean, effects chains, yeah, we 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 all got them, right? We all have like kind of go to plugins. Um, outside of Elements plugin, what are some of your mm. go to plugins if you, if you're open to sharing with the chat?
1: Yeah. Um, I've been using a lot of, um, sound toys stuff just for like audio manipulation. Um, in terms of like good quality plugins as well, I use a lot of UAD stuff. Cause I have the UAD interface. So you gotta have the interface to use their plugins, but they got like some good reverbs on there, some good tape machines. They do like really good emulators really well. Um, drip shout out Kyle beats. I like drip, um, that's just another one you whack it on as he says two clicks and then you get like a nice different vibe um yeah i'd say between those three is probably like my go-to's at the moment what
0: about rc20 is that is uh rc20 over or is i it don't still...
1: really use rc Twenty's banging i don't really use it that much anymore um but i have something similar that i i, I can't believe i forgot about this one it's called reels it can it does a very similar thing to rc20 but it's more of like a tape machine emulator and i think it's just a bit more subtle than rc20 but still gives you that really good vintage feel so i definitely recommend that one as well reels
0: reels okay and that's yeah. made by do you know who's that who's the manufacturer
1: we can always link it later audio something it's audio something cool cool
0: yeah i mean i feel like that spice that RC Twenty put—it's just so synonymous with production now. I feel like
1: yeah, that's like that's like the the producer's staple. <laughs> just as you have FL Studio, you have to have the RC Twenty on.
0: Yeah, and I like I like that um, to your point about what you what you're trying to do with uh, elements and and a lot of other um, plugins. Yeah, simplifying that process. So you know we all know what we want to do. We just want to get there a little faster so we can keep creating. And that that's yeah. kind of the the, the concept behind what Serato's trying to do with Serato Studio and Sample and things like mm-hmm. that.
1: Just get going, keep,
0: keeping that flow
1: state, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the most important thing. That's something that I've been recently learning as well. Like once you hit flow state, you just need to stay in flow state to keep on going. That's like so important to keep, to stay in that deep work mode and keep on working.
0: Is that the same? Would you say that, uh, like, a regular schedule like i think when when before we started this you, you mentioned earlier that you're working on a video and, and and frequency like uh do you find that if you do something creative like that every day um that you kind of you're you're training your body or you're training your mind to get into flow state more regularly or is there any anything like that
1: yeah i, f- I think so i think in today's day and age it's very very easy to get distracted you know you've got your phone there you've got notifications popping up you've got the internet right in front of your eyes it's hard I feel like it's it it can be difficult to just concentrate and focus and so you almost have to teach yourself how to focus so you can just get into deep work and and keep on creating so the more you keep I don't want to say force yourself but the more you keep practicing on focusing then the easier it becomes to focus which then in turns makes it easier to do your deep work and stay in flow state which then will yield you more results in terms of whether it's making more beats or just making better quality beats or videos and so on
0: absolutely and and i even feel like um one of the things you know especially when you're starting out right is that your beats aren't always going to sound that great you'll probably have like a Mm -hmm. lower hit rate but just by doing it more, you're learning what to not do. I think um, actually, on yeah. the last interview I did with somebody, we talked about skateboarding and how like a lot of skateboarding is like falling over, and you just learn how to mm. fall over really well. It's it's people see, only see you doing the trick, but or or you uh, people only hear the the good beats, but a lot of it is learning how to not make bad beats or how to fall or you know how to get out of.
1: Yeah, that's that's so true. It's like the more you do it, it's like you're your ratio kind of goes down. I guess in like skateboarding, the more you do it, the ratio of you of landing a trick and falling over kind of just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, isn't it? Yeah. Same yeah. thing with music. or well, probably with just anything that you, you're you consistent with.
0: Totally. And and I do feel like uh, when, that's one of the things that's really helped me is just like kind of dedicating a, a day or, or a certain time or, or something to just do it. And even if it's not that long. Um, and one of the things actually to, to that point is not always, I mean, it's hard to finish a beat, right? Like, I think a lot of people uh, finishing a track is actually, like, the hardest part of producing, but um, working on it bit by bit can be really rewarding, too. Like, um, Mm -hmm. actually, I think Splice had a a cool uh, top tips of, like, how to finish things, and one of the cool things was they said, like, listen to your beat, like, bounce it when you're done, and listen back, and every time you hear, like, things that you want to change, just go back and change them, and and you, that's the kind of like a good way to kind of work through it because to yeah. do it all in one sitting is quite overwhelming. But to do it, bit by a bit is actually much more manageable, right?
1: Yeah, you just tackling it little by little. Sometimes that's all it needs.
0: Fresh ears, right? Sometimes you can't. Oh, yeah,
1: that was the need to yeah. Take that the... happened. That happens a lot. Sometimes, you know, you listen because when you when you're producing as well, you're probably listening to the same loop like hundreds and hundreds of times. So it's good to just like leave it, come back tomorrow. Then it kind of just sounds different to you.
0: Yeah, to wake up in the morning, and listen to the beat again. Test is like kind of could be pretty sobering sometimes, though. Um. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're in the moment and you're thinking, oh, this is the one. This is the one." You come back tomorrow and like, "No, what was I thinking? This is kind <laughs> of dead." Well, sometimes it could be the opposite.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh ears. Um. So speaking of um, yeah, favorite productions. Uh, what what's like one of the favorite records that maybe I mean either you've made or or, or someone else has made that you'd recommend someone check out.
1: Oh, there's so many. It's hard <laughs> to just say one. We we can go um, through a
0: couple, but uh, I'd love to I'd love to play one for everyone. So we're gonna pull up Serato here. We're gonna whatever you
1: got for us, we'll pull it up. Man, um, I still think that. Tyler the Creator, of Earthquake is just like one of the best productions I've heard. Cause I still listen to that today, and then I notice like different things. I notice little things that he's done, maybe just like it comes in at one point, then you just never hear it again, or just these little things. But I think that's such a, a sick beat, or just a, such such a sick song in general,
0: you know? Yeah, let's run that song. Um, quick shout out, Martina McFly. Good to see you here. Um, this is Be Blue. Good to see you, Bacon Mate. I think I'm saying that right. Um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. What up, Dob Snare? Uh, we're going to run Earthquake "Earthquake" uh, by Tyler Creator. Off, uh, what was that? Was it Igor? Igor, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's go. For real, for real this time.
2: My car, my Lord. lord gon' set me up, don't set me up. Yeah. Uh, no I'm over he ride uh, 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 like the and she weak, Like Oh my God, hold i oh, down that
0: <laughs> it's so crazy i just realized tyler's part on that is so small and relative to the the whole song. it's mainly a cardi verse yeah. and charlie wilson um but yeah great production hey like what what is it in particular that really stands out to you in that
1: i feel like there's so much there's the switch ups there's the fact that there's like this crazy piano that's that's going throughout the first part then you've also got the arpeggio it's like so much is happening but then it just kind of all fits together at the same time and then you've got the contrast of carti's voice that it you can't fully understand what he's saying but you just feel <laughs> the vibe that's and a then really you've good. charlie wilson who's just super clear and just so free. like it's just so much going on i feel like i think that's but the most... it all worked the way you described Cardi
0: is like a perfect description of like Playboy Cardi's entire style. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an inner it's a vibe. Um It's just a vibe. <laughs> um but yeah, um and that's quite a departure. Like hit the new record he did. Have you what,
1: what's your take on on the um Call Me If You Get Lost record? Uh I like it. I like it. Um I've listened to it like a bunch of times now. I like it, com- but compared to Igor, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd prefer Igor Ego just a bit more, but I definitely like this one as well. Ego, I like that he went more old school and he's more rapping on this one, but Igor has just got the whole the whole concept behind it when you really like deep it, the, the whole like, he was in love, then he realizes that it's not gonna work. Then he's like, I'm over it. And then let's be, free. like the whole concept is just crazy.
0: I think that's the f- cool thing about Tyler too. Um, when I as a when I first heard of Tyler, I didn't really get him. I didn't really like, yeah
1: same. I was exactly the same. But um,
0: but once listening to I think it was uh, yeah Wolf. Um, I me- I remember thinking, man, this guy really like, bears his soul. Like he was talking about his mm-hmm. relationship with his dad and stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, he's complex and he's hurting. He's really hurting and he's really like not afraid to talk about it. And I was like, wow.
1: Um, yeah. and he's an incredible producer. Like <laughs> he's someone that just puts it all together really well. He's like the whole, the whole song, sam- the choosing of the samples. And then almost like how he curates and collages it all together. It's just, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. And you can definitely, um, tell like the, like the, the Pharrell influences now that I know that it's so clear. And like, um, like even someone some uh, someone said in here. Bacon Mate said about shout out the stock logic piano lol and um, and I feel like that is almost kind of something that the Neptunes did really well too like they would use like the really stock Triton sounds and they were almost yeah. terrible but
1: they were so good I, I I think about this a lot because I've been listening to the, the, the whole like Neptunes production Spotify playlist like over and over again and everything is just, there's nothing really complex, it's very simple, but they just put it together and it just works and everything just feels so good, even though like it's not, it's nothing crazy, it's just literally like even, I don't know, like a song like Rock Your Body and that like, guitar sound, it's just like the track and guitar sound, but it just, I don't know, it just sounds so sick. Well, okay, it Sounds really sick. since
0: we're on this topic, let's, let's dive into it, I need to know like, what is it doesn't have to be the most favorite your f- most favorite neptunes production but what's like one of the ones that you that you were that that defines their sound to you or just or what's something that comes to
1: mind okay i think there's like a there's a few i think super Thug is one of them that that early neptune sound but then also something like uh, um um like do you know pastor cavossier with diddy and buster Rhymes? And that guitar on it. Junk, 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 junk. I, I've actually realized that they use that guitar, that kind of guitar riff in many different things. They just, in, in just different ways, slightly. I think you might be on mute, by the way. Thank you.
0: Yes, I am. Thank you. I'm glad. I appreciate you telling me this, because I do this all the time. "Past the <laughs> Uh Featuring P. Diddy. This is the one. Classic. <músquas> Not this
1: one. It's the remix, right? Nah. The remix, yeah, the remix. Don't this shit make a nigga wanna.
2: Don't this shit make a nigga wanna. Don't this shit make a nigga wanna? Don't this shit make a nigga wanna 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 Watch out. Uh-huh. Hot shit be bringing the cops out. Come on. Street niggas is ringing them shots out. Uh. Short circuit black, and blacking the blocks out. Now open up the garage and pull the drops out. Rocking a fur coat, bringing the blue fox out. it's yeah. light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out. Uh. While until all of my crew knocks out. Come on. Get your ass up on the floor. Uh. Throw your hands if you want some more. Oh. Uh. Baby, wiggle your crotch out huh, and peek the way we be blowing them spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back Let's out. Look. Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on his back, now watch yeah. a nigga crawling out. Talk to him. What's up, son? See them girl rolling. And it look like they asses are swollen. And their ass getting big but now. But your man, baby, sitting? Uh huh.
0: There's so little in that beat too, right?
1: Like it's yeah. guitar, like literally it's chun chun and that loop looping over and over and over again, but it doesn't get boring. And the bass doesn't even that.
0: come in until, like, halfway later, like, pre-chorus. Yeah,
1: man. That's, they, they really got away with, like, simplicity but just making it work. Yeah. And, like, they, I feel like they've used that kind of guitar kind of riff in, like, a, in a few songs. I think maybe, like, I Love You. Not exactly the same, but that same kind of feeling. Um, maybe in, like, She Wants to move. A few different songs, They've they've kind of used that same kind of riff, but... They just nailed it. They killed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like it's like a kind of a semitone, like up, like they they do that, whatever that is. Like they do it throughout a lot of their productions just with different sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Apologize uh, uh, for the explicit version. I didn't realize. I mean, I did kind of, but yeah, sorry if that's offended anyone um, watching. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Neptunes. What can you say? They're just so good, and the drum sounds are are quite thin. they ne- they've never been crazy uh mm-hmm. but they all work really well um yeah man did you uh did you watch the the jadekiss versus uh sorry locks versus depth Depset battle by by any chance yeah
1: yeah i i watched um i watched the uh, the replay of it i didn't get to see it live that was crazy I, hey? that, that, that was crazy yeah that was sick that was sick Kiss killed it he turned up
0: one of uh one of my favorites uh actually a uh, hot sauce to go is a uh, one of the Pharrell productions for Jadakiss are you familiar with that No, i don't think so okay i, I if you don't mind i'm going to i'm going to quickly run that one real quick um yeah go for it go for it cuz it's got a it's got a bass sound in it that i just love um and and it was off a Jadakiss record that wasn't really it wasn't a i mean it was it was a big record at the time but this one it was a single but it didn't really pop off um so go. I got the instrumental. We'll just we'll just run that because we don't need to hear the whole thing. But this bass line is so sick. That's the whole beat honestly that it doesn't change at all yeah. <laughs> but it's Fantastic. perfect.
1: They have got another one Jadakiss. Kiss um I don't know if you know it called Knock Yourself Out. That that could definitely be seen as like a typical Neptune's production. As soon as you hear it it's very simple but it's just like like the, the it's not it's not doing too much but it's just got that bounce again and that simple line.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean it's there are that's the kind of actually that's kind of the, the thing about hip-hop beats, right, is like, um, I mean, they can be obviously very maximalist and very crazy, Lex Luger, and, you know, there's a lot going on, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of restraint in in production that, like, especially the Neptunes use. Um, do you feel like when you approach production, do you try and uh, approach it with a certain restraint, or are you more of a maximalist type of guy?
1: No, Nowadays, I'm trying on purpose to make things simple, because, like, for me, the Neptunes are probably like one of my biggest inspirations i love their productions and i'm i'm seeing that with just just by listening to like all their songs everything is nothing there's nothing too much going on so nowadays with with my production and with my with my samples for example i try and strip back things because it's easy to to overproduce and keep adding in things and make it all crazy maybe like an earthquake or something but i think if you can get the balance of ways, like sounds like a lot, but it's really kind of simple. I think that's quite cool.
0: That's actually something I think about, um, like uh, Drake. A lot of the production that Drake chooses is kind of like that, where um, it, it's also quite restrained. It, it allows space for all of the sounds yeah. to sound big, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it also allows space for the artist to, especially which is the main instrument. List.
0: Are you, a, uh, I mean, I've seen you um, spit some bars on,
1: on some beats, um, but are, do
0: you consider yourself a, a vocalist as well? Is that like, no? <laughs> no,
1: not at all, not at all. Th- those would just be for like a video or something, but no, I'm not really doing that. I'm just sticking to my lane for now anyway. <laughs> but when
0: you make a beat, do you ever have it within mind, uh, you like keep space open for a vocalist?
1: Yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to keep that in mind that with-, with everything I'm making now. I'm trying my best to just not overproduce because my, my goal is to definitely get more placements. And so if that's, if that is the case, then yeah, you, you kind of have to leave the space for an artist. So I'm trying to, every time I make something, tr- just try and strip things back, keep it kind of spacious, you know?
0: I think that's a really important thing to, to, for producers to think about too, because I do think that it's a, it's a trap that you'll fall into where you're trying to put all this stuff in to impress people or, or, you know, flex yeah. a little bit,
1: but, but that, that that's the thing is sometimes you can get caught up in trying to flex too much and show yeah you can do this this and that this and that but you, if you're trying to get placements you shouldn't be trying to impress producers you just need to once an artist says your song can I can I go for this okay yeah I can use this that's what you that's what you want to try and achieve
0: absolutely and and I think even Dr Dre said he he's like he he knows if a song's gonna be good or not within the first thirty seconds or something right. Mm. he's just like okay if it gets to the point in the first 30 seconds then we're good but if it takes too long and it's too much then um, he's out but i mean that's another guy who who obviously is very good about just using the right sounds like he that's his thing right like just yeah. just the right sounds yeah exactly um, so we've talked about a lot about um older producers, but who like what are you excited about um in music right now, where whether it's a producer or, or a genre or, or just a sound, like what's what's really like doing it for you right now?
1: Um, I'm quite excited still about drill because I feel like there's just so much space there's so much it's so much ways it can go. Like it's very it's a very even though it kind of started out as more darker it started with like harsh pianos and dark pianos i feel like nowadays you can really take drill in any any direction that you want you can put guitars on it you can i just feel like it's a very easy genre to to mix with other genres and really experiment so i'm excited about that but i'm also just i i I feel like i I don't know if you hear this too but some people say our traps dying or we're getting tired of the same sound I don't necessarily feel like that way, but I feel like we're probably on the verge of moving towards something different. And I don't know what that is, but I like the fact for myself personally, I'm just experimenting and making whatever I want and just seeing if it sounds good, maybe it will have some trap elements or drill elements, but yeah. Oh, and I'll I tell you what though. I really like this genre, this, this kind of like sub-genre, I guess you can call it. It's called plug and B, plug and B beats. That, that's really popping off right now it's kind of underground but it's it's popping off
0: is it like plug-in like a serato plug-in
1: or a vst plug-in b i don't know why they i don't know why they call it plug but the 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 would you call that like the r&b part is because it's got very r&b ish chords ah i got you like plug and then in b. Like, yeah yeah and then it's it's got like a track beat but the hi-hats are faster and yeah, it's, it's like almost just, it, it. It sounds very '80s as well. At the same time, it's, it's definitely like his whole own vibe.
0: It's cool. Um, it's cool to hear you. Is, is this like, is this where would you hear it? Would you be listening to this on like, is it a YouTube thing or where, where was?
1: I think it's it's super popular on SoundCloud. Um, I, I personally listen to it all on Spotify, but I think it's actually got like a, a SoundCloud scene for it.
0: That's cool that, uh, you know, obviously, like, a place like SoundCloud still obviously helping, like, emerging genres and a place where people can just freely create and post. Mm Because I still think Spotify can be quite intimidating for some artists trying to get their music on it, right? Like, a bit more of a process, right?
1: Yeah, and SoundCloud is easy. You just upload and bam, it's done. You don't have to worry about distribution and splitting payments and writing credits and all that kind of stuff.
0: It was actually... Um, just the other day, I I noticed SZA, the artist SZA from TDE, um, she posted mm-hmm. three three tracks on on SoundCloud, just like you said, just like that. Um, and yeah. DJ Dahi was was sharing them, and I saw, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. This reminds me of when you know people would just throw a track up, and
1: yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's been a while because a lot of people were saying that SoundCloud was dead. There was a whole kind of like SoundCloud era where rappers were popping up from that, and kind of died out for a while. It's still there, though, hey. Like, it's, right, it's, be. it's still going strong. If if you're still if you're if you're on the platform, then you'll know.
0: Yeah, you got to be in, in it to win it. Um, speaking of emerging genres, though, like the UK, um, is you know obviously got a lot of subcultures that it created. Like in in my lifetime, yeah. in our lifetimes, um, you know we've seen drum and bass, jungle, UK garage, garage, uh, dubstep, and there's a lot of content continuity like through those sounds. Even like drill, for example, like bass lines are really important it's like almost Mm -hmm. a defining part of the genre would you say that is a is that true is it a defining part of the genre the uk sound
1: yeah for sure for sure
0: um how has this how has this kind of influenced your tastes in music
1: man massively i felt i feel like especially like uk garage is probably i'd say as a kid was probably like the first genre i probably fell in love with and really loved garage music and even to today it gives me like a very nostalgic feeling I still bang all those tunes and it's probably like one of my favorite genres for sure but you can definitely hear for example like garage influence from in grime and then now drill the the grime influence that it has into drill it's it's kind of like progressions even though it's Joy is very different from Grime, and Grime is di- very different from Garage. It still got strong influences from all of them, like one running onto the next. If that makes sense,
0: totally. I mean, I think that was like the uh, like Dizzy and, and Boy Better Know, like that. They were all rhyming on Garage, like tempo tracks, and then they half timed it. And that was the, I guess, was that the the kind of turning point for when Grime started.
1: To be honest, yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, the really, really early days, for example, like Soul Solid Crew, they probably started off more into Garage and then those kind of beats kind of merged into Grime and then that's when it was like, okay, Grime is coming out now and then, yeah, Boy Boy, But No Dizzy, Wiley, all those guys turned it into Grime. But then even, I mean, then with Drill, Drill actually came, Drill comes from, like, Chicago and that, so. Right. It's kind of different in that way, but you still definitely hear more... The, the the grime influence for sure, in terms of like when it first came, it was very dark. Almost had like a grimy feeling, if if that makes sense. <laughs> totally, I mean, because UK garage was very pop, like right, like I mean, if yeah, it was super upbeat. It was super. It, it feels more positive. It was very dancey. That's the kind of music that like you go to a dance or a rave and you're gonna hear that. Whereas grime, maybe you go to a party and hear that, but that's not what it was. It was more almost like competition like people go there and spit bars over grime and they're clashing each other
0: right what would what would be like if people were not familiar with uk garage because i know uk garage has obviously come back in a in a major way um on you know with production producers and i even saw like mj Mm -hmm. cole did like a disclosure remix that was really cool and um is, is there any like kind of quintessential UK garage track for for you like what was a foundation
1: track that we could maybe just play for everyone? Um, man, there's so many. (laughs) I'd say like a quint a quintessential one that everyone would maybe have heard because it was probably like one of the most popular ones at the time is "Flowers." And that's by, I think, his sweet female attitude. See what we got here. I just gotta pull it up. Um. This is like probably one of the most commercial ones. Oh,
0: yeah. Is the Sunship edit okay?
1: Yeah, I think that's the one. Okay.
0: Yeah, it seems to be the one. All right, let's. I actually, I'm not familiar with this one, so put me on. Um, like very. I, I totally that was a perfect choice because it's got all the elements um of uh, mm-hmm. of Garage that like I know about like the choppy vocals you know like the obviously yeah. the, the shuffly drums and yeah the jazzy chords and stuff it's that's I, I've i never heard that song I'm so glad you, you recommended that one
1: yeah man that, that's probably like one of the the standouts from, from that era like I think that might have been probably the most one of the most successful songs at that time you know what year was that roughly it's got to be between like ninety nine and two thousand one. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, what a time! Hey, what a time! <laughs> that was uh, yeah. I re- man. It was like that. And drum bass at that time was just everywhere. Um, if you were going to a, a rave or anything, it was always that. Like, um, that's that's really cool, man. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, do you have any recommendations on um uh, producers or or other sounds that people look out for? I mean, you said plug and B. Um, is there any producers though yeah. specifically?
1: Um, I guess what well, in in terms of plug and B.
0: Well, it doesn't have to be plug and B. I guess just um, pro- you know, producers that are really inspiring or or pushing limit and and maybe have a, their own sound or or something that's inspiring. Yeah,
1: you. I could shout out producers all day, but <laughs> like for example, in in the drill scene, one of my favorites is Chris Rich. Um, he's really brought like he's taking. I feel like he's taking drill. And another level he's brought like the whole orchestral kind of side to it using violins using that kind of stuff then you've also got someone like bk who samples a lot with his dual beats and i think he was one of the first to almost like bring the garage element and have those kind of vocal chops like those higher pitch vocal chops and he's smashing it with that then you've got someone like ghosty he's his beats are a lot harder and a lot darker and his drums are just very like hard hitting Who else can I think of? There's so many. There's so many.
0: All these guys are UK based producers?
1: Yeah, all all these guys are UK based. Uh, They mainly do drill. They mainly do drill at the moment, but yeah, smashing it.
0: That's awesome. Um, I think we kind of touched on this a little earlier, but was there ever a a stage of your life where you just conformed kind of to like one genre or style before you kind of found your own name?
1: um somewhat in the beginning i was doing a lot of trap beats just trap um i did try and experiment w- once or twice with other genres but i was mainly just keeping it trap but the reason why i conformed to that is because well maybe it wasn't even conformed maybe it was just a choice because i thought I i wanted to be more of a trap producer and i wanted to get good at it so i just made only trap instead of trying to you know try r&b or try i don't know like garage or something nowadays though i kind of just make what i want to be honest <laughs> of course there is there is a side where okay if you want to get placements you, you might have to bend a little bit and and make you know what the artist is looking for But at the moment yeah i'm just kind of just doing my own thing
0: r&b is is pretty tough like a tough one to genre to like really make well, right? Would you say?
1: Yeah. Personally I think so. I feel like the the producers who do R and B are the ones that, you know, played keyboard in church or something or played (laughs) an instrument from young. So they got the minerals to just like do all these crazy chord changes and stuff and put it all together.
0: It's such a harmonic, uh harmony like focused kind of genre. It's I think one of the things that I love about that genre. But
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: It's like all that jazz harmony, and All that gospel, all those chord changes. It's like, yeah,
1: you kind of need to know a bit of of music theory, maybe for that.
0: For real, for real. Um, what what are some of like what are some of the most important musical memories that your parents gave you? Like, do they do they do your parents play music?
1: Yeah, like for example, that song that I just played you, the garage one. I have a strong memory. For example, when I was about four or five years old, and this song was all on the radio. I remember I was eating my breakfast, but I was eating really slowly because I didn't really want to go to school. <laughs> and then Feel that. I remember my dad just being like, come on, you need to hurry up. Like we need to leave. You're going to make me late. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not speeding up. Then he puts on the radio and the song comes on and then he turns it off. I'm like, no, no, no. If you play it, play me that song, play me the song. If you play it, I'll eat up. So he plays it. And then like, I'm enjoying the song, but I'm eating my breakfast. So I can, so I'm hurrying up. So that was, I have a strong memory of that. Um, I remember as well, like before I used to go to bed, I couldn't just sleep. So they'd put on an album and that's how I used to fall asleep. So one of the early albums I used to to have was Craig David. I don't know if you know Craig David. Oh, He's yeah. like a UK legend. Absolutely. His first album, I used to play that like back to front and then I'd fall asleep.
0: Shout out Craig David, man. Big up Craig David. Yeah. So he uses Serato to DJ too, actually. So... Extra price. Oh, sick. Yeah.
1: Nice. And then, I guess as I got older, let's say in the teens, I remember my both like my mum and my dad. They used to introduce me to a lot of old soul and red grooves and stuff. And I remember just having a period of the maybe like a year as a, as a teenager. I wouldn't listen to any new music. It had to be old. It had to be like seventies. And people used to think I was weird. Like, why are you listening to this old stuff? And I'm like, nah. This is the one. Like, forget about all this new rap. I'm trying to listen to this. So, yeah, man, I think, like, my musical taste definitely come from my parents, for sure. They've introduced me to a lot of different stuff.
0: It's so cool to hear that, man. And I, I feel like England and, you know, the UK ha- have such a real appreciation. Like, I mean, Northern Seoul is like a thing, right? Like, it's a UK thing. Mm-hmm.
1: And, um... and I feel like, as well, just being in London, because it's such a, a mountain pot, it's very diverse. You always hear music from all over the place, like. I'm, I'm I'm Jamaican so obviously I got like the the reggae background but everyone kind of loves reggae like it's very influential in in the culture in 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 London and then but then you also got like afro beats but then you got all the UK genres and then you've got like the middle eastern music that the turkish guys listen to and it's just like music from all over the place you know
0: it's made some of the most uh, fascinating artists in my opinion uh, in recent times like artists like an artist like J- Jai Paul you know uh he's taking like prince influence D'Angelo influence and in, and he's got like mm-hmm. yeah like uh, yeah indian influence in his music and his you know his tabla's and stuff going on but it's all so perfectly blended together you know yeah for sure um yeah and and you know it's it's it tra- it, like that melting is i think that's like kind of the what all the best music comes out of you think about a place like new york you know the birthplace of hip-hop and and that 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 reggae influence that really started mixing with like the disco and the r&b and then the rock music and it was all and then the you know the the latin music as well it was all this cross-pollination of all these different cultures that had unique styles that all came together and you get this
1: beautiful combination of music and when it when it all comes together it's kind of like that remixing thing again where it's like because you have so many different musics from all over the world you can take bits from this bits from that bits from that and then you create something new and then that cycle just keeps on going on and on and on
0: on that what would you say what we are we ask everyone this question that comes on the show but on that subject i think this leads really well into Mm -hmm. this um but what what
1: does the power of music mean to you that's such a strong question Man, that's a tough one. Mm. It means like everything to me. I don't know the power of music. It just brings everyone together. It could, it's just like the, to me, it's like almost like a common denominator. There's only like a few things in life that I feel like brings people together. It doesn't matter where you're from, like food football but their music too i just it kind of it just gives everyone a feeling you know it can it can make you relate to something it can it can make you feel happy it can make you feel sad it's it's just like you i I don't even know how to put this in words but it's just like everything yeah i don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever i might have just waffled there but yeah it's just everything
0: no, that that's perfect. That's exactly. I mean, I feel every time people have an answer, I I instantly know what they're saying, but I instantly find it hard to articulate or even how to respond mm-hmm. to a, the, the answer because it is a very personal thing, right? Like, um,
1: yeah, for and for to sure. your point, everyone takes it in very differently.
0: And even to your point, when you said uh, about you know you know it can make you sad. Sometimes listening to music when you're sad is is like the best combo it is yeah, even if it will make you really work through that or whatever um, that sad thing, you but f- it,
1: you feel that emotion like even deeper than it really is
0: exactly, and at the same time on the other side of that, you know it's there with you in the happiest moments of your life, and it it's like it accentuates those memories so perfectly kind of to your point when you mm-hmm. talked about just even eating the cereal, you know that that feeling you know yeah
1: can change it everything. it brings different songs just bring back so many different memories do you beautiful. remember where you was in that time period you remember who you was as a person you know
0: all your hopes all your dreams exactly that's awesome um I got a couple more questions and we're going to wrap it up. Um, if anyone in the audience, anyone who's, who's watching or tuned in right now, um, feel free to throw some questions in the chat. And um, hopefully we'll have time for Ocean to answer them if they're a good question. <laughs> um, no shit, no silly stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll try to have uh, some questions from the audience as well. Um, a few more questions though. Um, are, are there any things that you've recently learned that you'd like to share with kind of up and coming producers? And I feel like, I know that you do, A lot of this um, already on your YouTube channel but even if it's for like advice for new beat makers who maybe want to get into the YouTube thing
1: yeah I think something that I used to well I don't want to say I used to because sometimes it still creeps up and it's something I'm working on but I try not to put too much pressure on myself when I'm actually making the music because that's when like you hear people say, oh, i got beat block, I can't really make anything. And I think there's some truth to that, but sometimes it just comes from you're putting too much pressure on yourself to make something of a certain quality or standard. Like when you have beat block, it's because you're probably thinking too hard about it and you're thinking, oh, it just doesn't sound as good as this or that. But sometimes I think you just got to create to create and whatever happens, happens. You should just have no expectations with it and sometimes really good things can come from that and it's something I'm still learning today because sometimes I might sit here and I'm making something and I'm getting frustrated because it's not coming out the way I want but sometimes it's just like rather than thinking it should come out a certain way just let it come out in any way and whatever it will be it will be maybe it sounds good maybe it sounds bad and then also I mean I say this all the time I feel like I probably said it like a million times but it's just so subjective because honestly, like when I'm in some sessions with artists and they choose a beat, I've really might've been like reluctant to even play that beat because I wasn't feeling it and I might've just almost deleted it, but they really like it. So what does it matter in the end of what you feel? As long as like a good song can be made from it, then that's what it is. And actually I have a very, I have, th- I had this experience a week or two ago, me and another, me and two other producers, we made this beat, and in the moment, wasn't really feeling it. We wasn't even gonna finish the beat. I remember one producer just thinking, like, we should just scrap this, throw this away. But then I turn up to a session, play the beat. The guy, the artist is like, yeah, nah, this is the one, makes a full song on it. And now I just love that song. It just it's a it's a whole vibe. And I could have gotten in my way because I I was overthinking it and just thinking, nah, this is a dead beat." but something can come from it because music is subjective and people hear things differently. So that's something that I'm still learning to this day, but that's something that I'm, you know, that's something that's been in the back of my mind recently.
0: That's great advice. I I, I really think that that's, um, that's something we all need to kind of like learn as well. Like it's, it's hard because it's, we're we're always going to be our worst, our worst critic, right?
2: Mm -hmm,
1: mm mm-hmm for sure but at the same time of course we will we can all know that okay this is a bad beat or this is a good beat just in terms of quality but then sometimes it's just like it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter because anything can happen with it
0: totally you hear you
1: hear songs in the charts these days which are really really simple and maybe if you just heard the beat, you probably think, ah, this is trash. But once you have the full package, it actually sounds decent.
0: (laughs) It's true. Actually, um, Serato, not me, but somebody in the whoever is manning Serato, what up Serato guys? Um, have a a good point here. They said, it reminds me of that of Timbaland throwing away that beat that he made. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's, that's perfect. Shout out Serato HQ, whoever that is, shout, shout you out. Um, um, we have a question here. Um, actually, yes, before we move on, I did want to ask you, you know, what's your take on BeatStars speaking of Timberland and like the, the new Timbaland Beat Club concept for beatmakers?
1: I think it's really good because for example at like BeatStars, they give you the opportunity to easily sell your beats. You don't have to worry about the paperwork, you don't have to worry about sending the beats, it's all in, it's all automatic. And they, they have the whole back end where you can see your sales and split cells and that. So that whole ecosystem is really cool and then with the Timberland beat club stuff again it's just like a, another good opportunity for producers to to put themselves out there they I, i'm in like the beta version of the beat club and in the back end you can it tells you it tells you like okay this artist is looking for this kind of thing and you can pitch your beats so it's just another way to to possibly get yourself out there you know
0: without the the red tape of or you know weird communication right it's all handled by yeah
1: and it's it's just it makes everything just easy. For example, like some of the artists that they that you can pitch to, the average person probably just has no way of getting to them. But with Beat Club, it kind of makes it possible. I'm not saying like 100 percent you're definitely going to get a placement, but at least you have the opportunity to 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 make something happen.
0: Totally, and it's it's funny because the I was listening to the new Trippy Red album, which I, I'm quite a fan of. And I noticed mm-hmm. like a lot of the, there's, there's some, obviously some big, bigger name beat makers on there, but there's some, some that I hadn't really heard of. I tried to even look for them. I couldn't really find them. And they're from all over the place, you know? And, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of interesting that, yeah, there's people like Seth got waves, got the wave from, you know, New Zealand or, you know, like Loso who was from, uh, you know, Netherlands and places that typically, you know, are not close to people like trippy red, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, wherever he, he's at. Um, so you know like it's great to see these people showing up on these albums and it's probably through I assume through think uh you know places like Beat Stars or YouTube or Timberland, Beat Club things like that yeah
1: I mean they they really those platforms do kind of help when it comes to just you can see people winning from anywhere even with like when you was we were talking about like the little Nas X and Young Keo winning all the way from his bedroom in in Netherlands. Beatstars helped, you know, that basically happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, shout them out. Um okay, so we have a we have a question from Bacon mate. I hope I'm saying that correct, but uh he he wanted to know what's your dream crowd collaboration?
1: I'd love to get one with Drake. Yeah. I'd love to get one with Skepta. Um I'd love to get one with Dave, but I think like yeah, those would be the top three. Drake, Drake number one for sure. Though,
0: shout out Drake. He's
1: got that album coming sometime. <laughs> yeah, soon, soon, hopefully.
0: Yeah, that would be cool, man. Um, Dave, like location, Dave.
1: Nah, I want a hard spitting Dave.
0: <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, so um, I think that's it for for the questions. Um, you guys are pretty timid in the chat there. Um, but keen to know what's coming up next for ocean and you know what What are you looking forward to to most this year
1: yeah man i'm to be honest like a lot of this year has been me switching to doing i guess like more industry kind of stuff but really just trying to get placements um and i've taken a lot of time this year to really just improve as a producer really getting to understanding synthesis and sound design and playing the guitar and making better samples so yeah this year I guess is more just like almost like a new beginning and I just want to keep on continuing to improve putting out content putting out the best content I can and hopefully getting some more placements in the future for sure
0: awesome awesome well hey, I really appreciate you know your time today um Thank you so much, Ocean, for for being a guest on the show, and for everyone who's watching. If Enough. you want to, thank you for having me, man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. definitely follow follow um, Ocean on YouTube and and get his plug in and and get his sound pack. It's free if you are a subscriber to um, Serato Studio. Um, just press exclamation point follow in the chat, and it'll pull up all the links there. Um, I have one one last thing before we go, though. Um, I'd love to pull up a, a track that you produced and play it for everyone um, before we leave. So what would what if you wanted to if you wanted to to take us out with a song that you produced um what would it be
1: okay um actually we done this one on a on a video and the the feedback was quite good so he just the artist decided to put it out it's by an artist called zayn gao he's amazing singer and the song's called simple guy
0: okay what's the um what is the uh sorry was this uh, the artist again
1: Zengawi, Z uh, E I N, and then G O W I E. Okay, cool.
0: Is the uh, is that right? Z, uh, sorry, Z E I N G O. Maybe I got that wrong.
1: Um. Z E I N, and then space, and oh. then the second part is.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. And the song was "Simple Guy." Yeah, I I can. I got I it. Can,
1: yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, "Simple Guy." That's it.
0: All right. Thank you again so much, Ocean. Um, I appreciate your time. Let's uh, let's go. Let's ride out with a uh, Zangoe. "Simple Guy," produced by Ocean. All right. Let's go. All right. Peace, everybody.